Ask the Podcast Coach for November 17th, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music. It means it's Saturday. It means it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, fresh back from DC Podfest. Uh, and uh, joining me right over there, the one, the only, don't be fooled by cheap imitations. You know him, you love him. I'm running out of adjectives. Uh, the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Good to be back. Thanks to Super Joe who filled in for me. Super Joe Pardo jumped in last or two Saturdays ago, DC Podcast last Saturday. But it's good to be back. Hopefully, we can string a few of these together before I get back yes. again in the spring. Dude, we're going we're gonna to start off the show with a tangent. So let's hope I never listen to the show on the podcast rodeo show. My uh, woman in the tube just turned green, which means there's a really good chance that I have a box. Fitbit on my back porch. I tell, well, we can turn that into podcasting. Um, well, first of all, if you have any questions, I know Dave was trying to join us earlier. Just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. If you want to join in on the conversation, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. We are here every Saturday, 1030 Eastern Standard Time, unless I go to an event. <laughs> but um I am Fitbitless. This is day two without a Fitbit. And I looked at it. I've had one of those things for like 10 years. And so it was really weird yesterday because I woke up and was like, why even walk? It doesn't count. You know, and it just it dawned on me like how having a goal really in some cases can motivate you to push on through and work a little harder and that whole nine yards. So, uh, you know, pick a pick a goal. You don't have to wait till January 1st, by the way, to. uh to have a goal and uh, go to the, town. The, there's those management statements, right? You need to inspect what you expect, right? That, yeah. or you need to, you need to. Uh, what's the other one? There's another one. You need to. Uh, it'll come here in a second. But you know, when you have these devices that give you metrics off of it, maybe we'll talk about metrics a little bit later around the holidays. But yeah, you, you, it gives you something to measure, right? It gives you something to shoot for, and so. I think in our podcasting, like our steps every day or whatever, you know, we on uh, Home Gadget Geeks, I've gotten a bunch of the listeners to join me on Fitbit, on the Fitbit app. And we actually, every week, somebody starts one of those hustles. I don't know if you do those weekly or weekend mm-hmm. hustles, Dave, on Fitbit, but doing it with friends, it it changes things. I, I start thinking like, okay, how am I going to get my steps in today? I think we've talked about that here before. I've gone to Walmart at 11 o'clock at night to get an hour worth of walking in because I, I needed to. And so it's. I think we need some of us as podcasters need those little carrots dangled in front of us yeah. on a regular basis. Hey, do one more thing this week. Hey, you know, po- post it in one more spot. Do one more tweet. Have one more. And really, I mean, I think the secret is have one more interaction with your audience. Like, that's it. That's the key. Like, let's stop tweeting to the ether and let's actually have a, a relationship with our with our audience. Well, you brought up, that's a great point. And that's going to lead me to a Stitcher. The, the app started a podcasting group because, you know, I was thinking the other day, what we need is one more group on Facebook for podcasters to ask, you know, the same question six times, which is fine. Again, we always kind of joke about that. But when you have new people on, they're going to ask the same questions you did years ago when you were brand new. But it was interesting because somebody said, hey, if this is going to be just another Facebook group where people are just saying, come listen to my latest episode, they're like, I'm checking out. Like, we, we've had enough of those. And uh, somebody did say, well, I do listen to other podcasts. And I was kind of like, oh, no, that's the, <laughs> that's the wrong answer. And that was my thing. I said, well, really what you should be listening to in my opinion, not even put in my opinion, I said, is your audience, if you want to make your show better. And I think listening to other shows, um, like I heard, uh, have you ever heard of, I guess his name is Dax, Dax Shepard. He's married mm. to the hot blonde who sings in Frozen, Kristen mm. Bell. Um, mm. He was in Jackass. Um, so he's there. The other reason he's somewhat famous is because, well, he's somewhat famous. And he does something at the end that's really interesting. He interviews other celebrities. Shocking that, you know, it's an interview show. But at the end, he does a fact check. Like, they go through and, like, check, like, what was just said. And I was like, you know what? 
Kudos to Dax. That's original. I haven't heard anybody else do that. And what he did, which was interesting, is I listened to, because I, I was at DC Podfest, and this guy was like, oh, you got to listen to this guy. He's got the best interview. Because apparently, he was he had a substance abuse problem. He was molested as a child. And apparently, I've only listened to one episode, but apparently brings up one of these two on a regular basis. And so he had Amy Schumer on, who still has, in my opinion, a, a substance problem, and was molested as a child. and. um what was interesting is at the end, they kind of had this weird, like the 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 interview ended bizarre because they got into kind of like Me Too discussions and things got really awkward. And so at the end of this, they had had this, without Amy, had this really long discussion of like, wow, I really blew it here and that. And I was like, it wasn't very entertaining. I made about halfway through the fact check because they got knee deep into the psychology of things. But I was just like, all right, there's something new. Uh, but I don't know that I will listen. I, I was like, no, oh, that's interesting. I don't know if that's going to make me listen. Uh, but um, I, I think, uh, I, you know, to me, if you want to make your show better, um, there are two things, right? There's always listen to your audience and, and find out what they want. And then there's always, if your show sounds like it was done on two tin cans and a string, you might want to get into some better technology or something like that. So, um, but speaking of growing your audience, uh Jim, what about uh it's it's we're in the holiday season. Yeah. Does the do you think that's gonna affect your numbers? Well, or? that's a question I threw out to Mike Howard in the chat room this morning. We were just in pre-show just chatting a little bit, and it was it was like, you know, do you see numbers? We got a you know, we've got fifteen or so people in the chat room right now. You can chime in on this in the chat room if you want. You know, do we see a change in numbers during the holiday season? And now, you know, here in the United States, Thanksgiving is coming up. And so, you know, we have a we had a Black Friday special show last Thursday for our program. And it'll, be, it'll get really good numbers because it's a gadget podcast and people love gadgets. So it's perfect. This season is perfect for us. Our numbers tend to go up a little bit during the holidays. A lot of guys and gals that listen to my program, they get more time off They're you know, for, for whatever reason. But I always kind of wonder, is that is that an artifact of my show and my genre, or do, does everybody see um, a jump? There used to be the, you know, the, the iPhone effect, where everybody would get a new iPhone for Christmas, <laughs> yeah. right? And so you'd see these spikes right after Christmas of, of listeners. Are we through that, Dave? Are we through the, do, do, do we think now, like, holidays or gift-giving times or these special times, because is there enough people in podcasting or listening to podcasts now that that just evens out throughout the year? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I'm, I don't see a huge bump, but I, I do still say podcasting. I think most pe- I think more people start podcasts in the winter than in the summer. Like because you're. I don't know about you, but I had snow on the ground here yesterday, and it's getting cold outside. I mean, we're supposed to be, have a high of I think 41 today. So I'm already like, I dusted off my treadmill. I was like, cause walking around the block when I got to put, you know, gloves on and a hat, I'm like, okay, we're just going to walk on the treadmill. And so I think that might have something to do with it. Like people are more indoors and maybe they're doing things that aren't quite so, I don't know. It just seems like podcasting seems to be a winter sport. I was talking with someone this week at, at Libsyn and she did a show all about weddings and her numbers had kind of taken a not a huge dive, but they were definitely on the downward spiral. And it was her first year of doing the podcast, and she was doing pretty good. But all of a sudden, it gets to like you know uh, August, September. But you know was was okay. But also in October was like hmm, something's going on. And I, it was her first year, and I said, you know, I can't say this for for you know this is not a definite fact, but it might something you want to look at in the future. Your show might be seasonal. Because kind of wedding season is over. I mean, you figure June, July, May, June, July, I would think is like wedding season, you know, early spring, uh, early summer kind of thing. And I'm like, it may just be a thing where, you know, I said, but on the other hand, if you're doing a wedding planning, there are a lot of people that are going to be start planning. Their oh, thing, yeah. That's you know? a full year. I mean, I, I'm I'm hearing I asked somebody the other day they had got engaged a couple months ago and I'm like, well, so when's the big day? And they were like, um, April 2020. <laughs> it's like really yeah it's crazy like like the, and so it's um that has become a full contact sport you know as uh as people but it for me you know we were just looking at gallup on the gallup side i was just looking at our blog numbers which uh you know we we mix our blog and our podcast together onto the same platform and um 
the uh, the let's see, we're in November, right? So the October numbers were off some, and so we just tried to spend some time. Like, what does that mean? Like, you know, we we started comparing year over year from October of 2017 and October of 2016, and how do those compare to the mm. their annual numbers? What's their percentage based on the annual average? And you know, you start doing all these. Uh, calculations. And I think we must have spent like 25 or 30 minutes debating it and talking about it and doing the math and all those things. And I think what it boiled down to is we just did less posts. Like it was, <laughs> you know, it's just a matter, a matter of whenever we do a post, we have an automatic, you know, uh, automatic uh, subscription engine that blasts it out to about uh, 3,500 people. Well, if you're doing it every day, you're going to get people to click on those. those and if you don't, you're not. And so it was, you know, here we are trying to do all this, this math, figuring it out. And at the end of the day, it was just, we had done, we had done less posts, which leads people. This, this drives podcasters crazy. And I've heard you mention this before. So, so does that mean I do a podcast every day? Yeah. Like if, the, if the, <laughs> like if that's going to be the effect, right? If my numbers are going to get my overall number is going to go up based on the number of posts I do. It would logically make sense. I should just make a podcast every day. And Dave, I think that's really what pulls in our daily podcasters, right? John Lee Dumas made a killing off of this, of right. doing it that way. But, and it's, I think it is true. I mean, I think to a point, you're going to get more just because more people are going to click on it. I don't know if you're going to get the listener engagement or every Eddie's going to be able to keep up with your podcast. That's, I think, the problem. Well, is, I mean, I agree. have the time. Yeah. A great example of that is. I don't know any of my podcast shows that are not the school of podcast. Well, this one is a great example. Uh, I think we get, we're actually doing better. I think we get like 800 downloads an episode now. Nice. But um, some of my other ones do not. But if I looked at uh, the podcast rodeo show, probably gets a thousand downloads a week. If not close to 1200, I get around three to 400 downloads per episode on that show. I'm looking at my stats right now. Okay. I take that back. Uh, apparently I'm losing my audience in October. Um, yeah, I'm getting about two fifty an episode. Maybe there's something about October, you know, maybe it's yeah. like, as people they're in school they're anyways, keep going. Well, my point is, so let's say I get, let's just make the math easy. Two fifty. That means I get 750 downloads a week. So that sounds impressive, you know, but that's three episodes. So it's one of those things because I look at this now when I log into my my back end, I have 45,000 downloads for a show that's been around maybe a year and a half, if that. Uh, I'm on episode 200 and something. But again, I'm doing three a week. Uh, let me see if I can see. Where's, is, while, you're, while you're looking that up, uh, as we were looking at our blog numbers, so those have down are actually downloads for the Gallup podcasts. Have go, had one, we set a record month in October. And way back in January, no, it would have been December. So back in December of 2017, I, we have to set goals at Gallup. They give us, we, we go through the whole company, goes through this exercise and we set goals. And one of the goals I set at the time is to get the whole podcast network to have a 50,000 download month. And the, the previous record I had had in 2017 was 23,000. Mm. So I thought, okay, 23 to 50, that's a double, right? That's kind of my mantra at Gallup is double everything. And so I thought 50 was a good, like, I thought, okay, that's a really good goal. Man, I hit, we hit that thing in October, uh, officially. Nice. I, actually, I hit it a little bit in September, 49,003. I got like 97 away. It's like, oh, we definitely, <laughs> we definitely hit it in October. But it was, a, you know, it was, so I don't know, you know, you start looking at these, you try to catch the trends, the blog is down, the podcast is up. You can kind of go crazy trying to, to figure it out. However, I think it's a good exercise. I think from time to time you learn things about what you're doing or you, you might see some trends. Yeah. I always like to, at the end of the year, as much as I say, don't obsess over your stats. I like to go back and export all of my episodes uh, and then sort them by, you know, total down on numbers. Now that's not fair because I actually was surprised uh, last month. My very first episode got downloaded 17 times in a month. I mean, that's from 2005. It's called Your First Podcast Always Stinks. But that one has a huge number of downloads because it's been sitting there for 15 years. So I always like to do that. Um, but then I'll, I'll filter it to look at, okay, what happened this year? And it is kind of hard. You can go crazy. And like, I actually remember one year, remember I, I divided 
total number of downloads divided by total number of days it was around to see which one had the most downloads per day based on how many. And even that's not fair because you'll have one show that's been out for two days. Well, the first two days is when you get your most downloads. So it's hard to see that. But nonetheless, you're just looking for overall trends. Is there are, are there shows that seem to just get like, hmm, that's that's noticeable n- more numbers of downloads than others because there might be a theme there, a topic that shows you, hey, my audience likes to talk about such and such, you know. So um, I do that on occasion. I, I have to always, I always have to be careful because that is a Pandora's box where I can, like I said, I'm, I'm, I used to be at least a, a bit of an Excel guru, and I can go crazy coming up with ways to go. Maybe if I divide it by this times that, multiplied, you know. The square root of pi, it will show me which one is the most popular. And you're like, no, just just don't overthink it and look at it. Um, but it's so you got to you got to maintain that balance, I think, of looking at them, but not. Well, I don't know. It 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 is so it is helpful at times. We you know, I get for the Gallup podcast. I get I have accountability there. I mean, people mm-hmm. want to know, like, what's what's it doing? <laughs> are we doing more than we did and why and what are we doing? We hired a new communications team a couple of years ago and they have been really good about helping me dig in on these numbers and they're, and they're, you know, they're numbers guys and gals. And so it's super helpful to have these, Hey, if we do this, we get that. And the more you get this done, the more, you know, the more these things happen. Um, having a Facebook group, and I think this is a no brainer, but having a Facebook group and I listen to my audience all the time. I mean, I get insane amounts of feedback on our podcast nice. through our audience. And so, that's helpful. Just that helps me influence, you know, we had a guy yesterday jump in. We created these companion guides. They're printed or PDF forms that you can fill in and they were super, super popular. People love to, they get free downloads and they can go out and fill stuff in, right? They, if they weren't there, people would get all upset with me and stuff. But I had a guy yesterday say like, PDFs, like, you know, Hey, the internet called, they want Yahoo back kind of deal like and he was kind of sarcastic <laughs> about it like you know and you're like um and and i thought well okay is it at first i was really put off i was like oh, yeah we do all this work we give this stuff away for free right. and you're telling me you don't like you know what we're doing the designer put this together it was super nice and i thought well okay maybe i do need a more uh, actionable form so to speak so it's good i think it's really really good it's not always easy but it's um, if you listen to your audience, they're going to give you what you need. Darwin in the uh, chat room, Darwin Dave, by the way, thank you to Darwin Dave, uh, dealing with my grief.com. Um, he actually recorded my uh, presentation at DC PodFest, which will be eventually in the patron group uh, once I get that uh, where I need it to be. But he asked a great question. Does the day you publish matter? That's I don't know if I I've heard Rob Walsh uh, throw some stats out there. Like if you're doing an entertainment show, it makes sense to do it on Thursday because people check it before the weekend. Um, I don't know that it would. I don't, what, what are your thoughts? Jim? I, well, I think if, if the audience gets dependent on it, I know for me, I have a, I, the way I listen to my podcast now, you know, I know you're going to publish faithfully 50 out of 52 weeks. As, or uh, school podcasting is going to be there Monday mornings. Yeah. I know that, right? I know it's going to be there. My buddy, Rich Hay, same way. He records on the weekends, Windows Observer, and it's there and available for me. I know I, I listen to Windows Weekly. I know it's going to be out Wednesday. or you know, I'm going to listen to it on Thursday morning when I get in the car because that was a Wednesday recorded. I try to publish mine Friday nights so it's available for my audience to, in the summer, mow the lawn with it, do the chores, get outside, right? So I try to make that available for, on Friday night for Saturday. So I'm not sure the day matters. I'm sure the consistency does. Yeah. So. yeah, I don't think it's like, oh, you know, the School of Podcasting has been releasing on Monday. Looking back, if I'd released this on Wednesday, would have gotten more downloads. I think it's, I'm with you because I know um, I have a few shows that I, I just know, like, for instance, my uh, my buddy Monica Rivera does uh, You Want to Do What? She publishes on Wednesday. And so I know when I come, when I open up my app, I, I have uh, there's I have different playlists in, in Overcast, and one is called Friends. And I click on it, click and, on I, it. and then I'm like, oh, there's there there it is. It's Wednesday. There's Monica. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's, I, I'm with you. Pick a day, whatever your schedule is, and then try to, to go with it. I'm actually... Um, I actually am am doing a thing now with mentoring people where you can have a plan where we just we meet on a weekly basis and that whole nine yards. And 
though the one guy I'm working with is going to be pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about it. But he's at the point now where he just needs to record a bunch of episodes and get all the really crappy ones out of the way and delete them. And I told him, I said, well, the other thing you want to do is see how much time it's taking to to create these. I said, because eventually, once we figure out, yeah, this is good. This is good material to put out. I said, then you got to pick a schedule. And I said, so pay attention to that because that's that's really it. And um there's another thing I think that's important when you're to be consistent. I was listening to this guy who does two talks about podcasting. Here's, here's what he had to say about that. Let me play this clip. All my shows are clean and you're coming in and your show is called Marty McFace in the holes, motherfucker, whatever. Yeah. I don't think your show is going to. I think that's super important. That was one of my favorite clips from you, Dave, <laughs> by the way, ever. What was funny is I forgot about that. And I'm listening to it in overcast because I always listen to my show before I post it. And I forgot to put in the bleeps. And I was like, oh, hold on. Time out. Daniel's head is going to explode if I let that out right now. That was so good. I was listening to that in the car and I heard you. I heard that bit. And then I like I was so afraid that I was going to miss this because I'm like, oh, I got to capture this thing and (laughs) I need to get it. I want to I want to put it on Twitter and I want to do some things with it. And uh, so I actually pulled over. And mark time on a piece of paper. So. Uh, you didn't do. Do you know the trick? A lot of people do this. You hit the upper right hand button and the home button on an iPhone. Are you? I always forget which phone do you have. I have an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. and you take a screenshot. Yep. Screenshot it. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. Then I mean, there's all sorts of ways. Writing it down is good. I know a lot of people. I, uh, some people in DC love Overcast because you can go in and click on a microphone button and just talk into it. It's kind of like notes, your your voice yeah. memo, but it's in Evernote. Did, were you scared there for a second that I caught your unedited? Yeah, I was, I'm like, wait a minute, did I? I'm like, no, I, I remember hearing it. I'm like, I'm positive. There is one in the, uh, in fact, I need to fix that this weekend in the podcast rodeo show where there's a, 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 a show called Pooping, shall we say, Pooping with the Door Open. And I said, hey, if you missed last week's episode, it was, except I didn't say pooping and I meant to bleep it out and I'm listening to it. It's out. It's published. And I'm like, now, on the other hand, that shows marked explicit. And I'm trying to actually go back and fix the explicit ones because I'd like to actually make that show clean and then just bleep everything out. And there are a few episodes that originally I didn't want to change anybody's art, man. It's their art. So if they're dropping F-bombs, I left them in. I'm like, I'll just mark the show explicit. But uh, Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast, he sent in a thing into the feed listing. Because we said, well, we know it's India and probably China. But Daniel, in true Daniel fashion, he has this, you know, he, he worked his, I, I, I'm starting to picture Daniel in like a, a wizard robe or something with a magic wand. He just. Hogwarts. Yes, he is. Yep. Um, yeah. And he does some, because he knows the back end of, of iTunes and he came up with a list. It was a pretty big list. And then Rob said, based on that, that's like 25% potential, 25% of your downloads are coming from this place because you want to drop an F-bomb. And I'm like, that's not worth it to me anymore. It's like, mm. so. Uh, so I'm trying to go back and make that show clean, which is not as easy as it sounds. It's one of those where it's like, hmm, because now you've got to go back and listen. every single one, right? And yeah. then republish them. Yeah. So bleep them and republish yeah. them. And, and I've and again, I've got 200 episodes. And now do the you good, republish that then without the explicit tag? Is that the way that works? Yeah, the, the plan is going to be, and the good news is most of the ones that have F-bombs in them, I have a disclaimer at the front. Even though it's an explicit show, I always try to, because, you know, people listen to the car with their kids. So I, I've been just going back and listening. And if it says, you know, this show contains explicit, you know, listener, you know, is advised, blah, blah, blah. Um, then I know, okay, this is one I have to clean up. And then eventually when I go through them, um, it's just right now I've, I've gone through, you know, just a, a small portion and I'm already starting to think, is this worth it? I'm like, it's just, it's time consuming. It's monotonous. You have to have a list. So you, so you know where you pick up with and things like that. So. I wonder if Daniel, Daniel, let me, I'll just ask this. I'll throw this out there. And if you want to jump in and join us, you can, but have you gotten any feedback since you published this article? Have you gotten any feedback from people who did get kicked out that are searching? Like they got, they got booted for this and they've been searching why, and they found you and, and found your article. I know you just published it, but um wondering if he's getting any feedback on that. Cause I think, I mean, he's onto this. I think this is going to be a big gigantic problem he says no feedback from the victims yet but yeah i have i have noticed that when i get notified by somebody hey i'm not in itunes anymore what's going on i always love to go and look at their stats and so far because daniel figured this out you're not losing your subscribers you just can't get any new subscribers 
So it's not, and I'm not saying, hey, it's fine to keyword stuff. It doesn't hurt. No, it does hurt. But one, I just went in and cleaned up all my stuff. One, I just went in and cleaned up all my stuff. One, I just went in and cleaned up all my stuff. But um, it doesn't, uh, it, it's just one of those things where do I have to now once a month go and make sure I'm in iTunes? Because <laughs> they don't send you any kind of notification on that. So, which is really bad, by the way, they, there should be a notification. There's a link in the chat room to Daniel's article. Um, they should be sending you like, Hey, you've violated. I mean, YouTube does a pretty nice job of this. Every time you violate, you know, we, we were doing a show a couple of weeks ago and the, the guest was playing the football game, the Thursday night football game on a TV behind him. Like, Mm -hmm. like, I didn't turn my TV on, but, um, and, and YouTube flagged it. They really? were like, yeah, yeah. They were like, nope, this is the NFL. And they even had it uh, by the network, which was crazy. Like they were like Fox, because it's on Thursday night, it's on Fox. And they were like Fox, NFL slash Fox. And uh, they blocked it. And they're getting really, you know, I knew they were good at the audio part. I didn't realize they were capturing images that are playing on a TV that in the TV, it's not like we played the whole screen either. It was just a little tiny piece right. of the, and they blocked it. So um, we, we got notified very, very quickly on that via email that said, Hey, that thing's blocked. And it's not going to work. And you know, we're going to, it's blocked in the United States. Well, okay. That's my, most of my audience. Yeah. So I'm going to have to do something different. And I contacted him and said, Hey, I just want to let you know, you know, your video is blocked. And, he goes, can you just can you just fuzz it out? Well, that's a little bit more. Like he was on a long time, an hour and a half of fuzzing out the TV every time we come up is a little much. I did uh, an example of that of just little things that sound easy but they're not. Is I have a, a new client and she sent me her first interview and she's using some sort of headset. And for the record, it's not horrible. It's very much a headset, meaning there's no bass to her voice whatsoever. So I went in, added some bass, took out some of the mids, made it not quite, it wasn't harsh, but man, it was like right on the edge of like, wow, that's, that's clear. Then, um, her interview guest comes on. Well, now I've got all the bass boasted and all and all of a sudden he's like, all right. So it wasn't hard to fix, but I would go into Hindenburg and I would split the audio and I dragged him down to his own channel where I had the bass and you know, I had different EQ settings and I would listen to the episode. And when she came back on, I would split the audio and drag the audio back up to her channel to her. E- and it was just like, it's not hard, but it was like, uh, so when you say, Oh, just fuzz it out. You're like, no, that means I have to sit there and watch it. And every time you come on, I've got to put the blur on. It's like, Oh, that's uh, that would be, yeah, and I could have blurred that spot for the whole video just to be honest. Right. That's but true. The guests like, uh, when it flips to the to me or when it flipped to Mike, our face. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden half your face is gone. You're all blurry. You know, like, nah, I so I ended up like I didn't get I, I pinged my audience and said, Hey, look, this isn't available on YouTube. And um uh they eventually caught the live version of it too. The live one took a while. The the one I uploaded, they must have been checking it as I was uploading it, but the live version took three or four days and then that one got blocked. Wow. And I have a video RSS feed. This is this is where the the one and only time in seven years it's come in handy. <laughs> that if people wanted to watch the video, I said, hey, I can make it. It's it's available in RSS feed or here's the direct link to it if you want to see it. There you go. And that it actually did get that video got more downloads than it normally would well, through its feed. Especially now because you're like, it's been banned in America. People are like, I gotta see this. You know, yeah, only just because it was the NFL and it was a bad football game anyway. So you yeah. know, who who knows? But it, it was it was handy to have kind of a backup. Um, we've been I've been messing with on the crypto space. There's a new platform called BitTube, B I T dot T U B E, Bit dot Tube, not BitTube dot com, but Bit dot Tube. They're making a run at at the at the YouTube platform and of of a place to go and host. It's not ready yet, but. Um, an interesting concept, the the content creators get paid in cryptocurrency as opposed to regular currency, which is going to be a problem for a while. Right. But they're, their file system, they're on the interplanetary file system as opposed to being on the Internet, which is kind of interesting in itself. So there's some new things there. But I do think the YouTube um, model is ripe for a shakeup a little bit. They've gotten a little bossy over there at YouTube. They've gotten a little restrictive on content creators. They've gotten very restrictive on content 
and some of that's very, very good. If you look, if you go out to BitTube today, uh, it's junk. Like it's awful. There's, <laughs> there's some things out there, except my show. My show's out there. Right. It's good. It's, it's, that's the one good thing out there. That's kind of what I'm hoping for, actually. But, um, you know, they're, they're making a run at it. So in that space with video and <clears throat> some of these things, I think, you know, there, there's some interesting things coming with it. But man, YouTube can certainly be, they are a heavy hand, Dave, when they, when they decide to come down, when Google comes down, they come down hard. It hurts. Well, think about that. Not only can they kill your YouTube, they can pretty much blacklist you in any kind of search. And at that point, game over. I mean, yeah. you, you can, you, people are going to find you on Bing and word of mouth, but holy cow, you, you went from a fire hose to a, a drip of, yeah, of I, being I, found. I monetization uh, in a I had a purist movement a couple of years ago where I'm like I'm going to be a pure podcaster and not take advertising and commercial free I even said that on our show in uh, so I shut off monetization on YouTube and I am pretty sure I get penalized for not having oh, monetization. I bet that's true because you know that's not in YouTube's interest so yeah no why would they why would they push my show up if if I don't have the monetization turned on and so now I, so the new rules, right? 4,000 hours. You have to have a thousand yeah. subscribers, 4,000 hours. I have the thousand subscribers. I just don't have the 4,000 hours. And, um, I don't, cause I don't drive people to my YouTube channel. It's just kind of there if they want to watch it. Most of my listeners come in on a, on a RSS feed, but, um, so now I can't turn monitors. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'll turn it back on. Jeez. Then I go to turn it on. I'm like, nope. Sorry. And then I'm like, oh, so I'm going to really have to work hard right. to get my audience to get me up to the 4,000 so I can turn monetization back on so I can get additional search <laughs> ranking. Fine. You know, you're like, ah, oh, oh, mistake. But see, that's the power of YouTube. You yeah. know, they, they've got some power over us. Interesting. Well, you know who has power over me? That's our right. uh, awesome subscribers. Our awesome subscribers, uh, especially those that are cool enough to throw in uh, 20 bucks a month. Uh, you can do this as well. If you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Uh, we're talking about awesome people like Josh Liston from onthebubblepodcast.com, Greg from debtshepherd.com, where he teaches financial wellness, uh, Jonathan Bloom. Jonathan, for the record, I, I mentioned him earlier. He sent us an audio clip, and we'll get to why we're not playing that. We're not. He's probably feeling like, well, they don't like me anymore. No, we love you, man. You can find him at weeklyawesome.com. Uh, Glenn the Geek Hebert, uh, find him at horseradionetwork.com. Josh Rivers over at podcastingexperiments.com. Max Trescott flying in the air over at aviationnewstalk.com. Shane from spybrary.com. Carrie Bond, Bond, Carrie Bond at keywestperspective.com slash perspective, the Key West Perspective podcast. Uh, Ronsley, my buddy Ronsley down in Australia, uh, find his agency at mustamplify.com. And again, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, simply go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And uh, we deeply, deeply appreciate that. But uh, yeah, um, the the uh, I, I, I think we did this pre-show. I, uh, I use a thing called iJingle, and it's super easy. So like when uh, we get the audio clips, I just go, I throw them in Dropbox. I go into iJingle. I go, hey, open up my Dropbox and bring this into the, the app. And I opened up iJingle today, and it literally pretty much disabled itself. Uh, all my, I used to have a bunch of, you know, I, I had clips for Ask the Podcast Coach. I had clips for when I do the podcast review show. Anything that I'm playing things live, this is it. And I open it up, and I'm like, I've got some sort of weird space shot. And when I go to click on over here on playlist, it goes, oh, um, click here to get webcaster. In order to have access to the playlist functionality, please upgrade to iJingle webcaster. And I'm like, I already paid 20 bucks for this software once. So I'm going to have to look into my license. And I upgraded my uh, iOS, um, whatever. I upgraded my OS on, on uh, the iPad. And that's the only thing I can think of that somehow maybe I lost my uh thing but uh so that's one toy and the other toy that the chat room is already on is the procaster from road i think it's just called the roadcaster and this thing looks pretty slick they have a youtube video out about it and but it's a uh all-in-one you can record up to four mics at the same time you have eight faders to uh, control different audio levels you can you have these little buttons so like when i play you know all the jingles and such uh, that's going to be there. And then in the video, 
they say it's easy to take phone calls, echo free phone and app calls. And I went, Ooh, that could be interesting. And, um, so that's, but it's, it's 600 bucks. It's not out yet. I don't know if anybody knows when it's coming out. And what's interesting is Rode is a, uh, an Australian company. So I've already requested. Oh, I, did. I, had I didn't to, know that. Yeah. So I went yeah. to their website and they're like, look, if you're shipping from the U S politely, I'm, I'm, completely paraphrasing but it was kind of like you need to talk to somebody in the u.s so i went over and found their u.s contact and politely said can i have one to play with for a couple weeks so i don't know when it's coming out or what but it looks like it could be um like it has built-in mix minus uh all sorts of fun stuff it looks like i don't know an actual podcaster might have been involved in the design of that it's set up nicely what's the retail on that uh uh at bnh they're showing it at 599 that's not bad yeah. So my only th- what you get there. Yeah. The only thing I think that I see might be missing is it doesn't. Nope. Record a micro SD card. Yeah. So this is wow. This is like a mix pre, yeah. and then some. Because you think the yeah. mix pre is six hundred bucks. Three. It's like hmm. Headf- headphone volume in there. Some maybe some programmable buttons. Yeah. Uh, it looks I'm like it has uh, eight programmable buttons. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this is, uh, let me see what's on the back end. That's a nice, that's a nice price point for well, something like well, that. Well, check this out. There's four headphone outs. You got two main outputs. Um, this is pretty slick. Yeah, for, for a nice mixer, you know, you're going to be in for 300 bucks, maybe four. Yeah. And then you're going to need, so this will replace the headphone amplifier. So there's another 75 bucks. Yeah. I'm um, right there. Then, you know, you've, you're doing all your programmable stuff right now on an iPad. So add a couple hundred bucks there right. for the iPad and some of those pieces. So, you know, when you think about it, this could, and, you know, you wouldn't need it. Like I would never use the other three inputs. Right. You know, I would, I would just use, it'd be me and, 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 uh, and that, but for a live show, uh, so other things coming in. If you want to add some stuff in this, what this would look pretty cool. It'd yeah, be, I'll be interested. Six hundred bucks, not bad. I'll be interested to see if you get online with somebody and you're using this, how it records. It's got to be everybody on one channel. You know what I mean? Like if you have two people on Skype, I don't know. I mean, there's no, that's just a limitation of Skype. But I'll be interested to see how it handles the mix minus and if you can adjust the volume and if everybody's on their own track, things of that. Yeah, nature. it'd be great if it had some software assist. Where it would split those tracks virtually and then record them on separate channels through the software. Yeah. You know, or something like that. Because it's got all the cap- it looks like it's got all the channels split. So Yeah. Uh Craig says if the preamps are clean, and that's really the only question here. True. True. Uh are they clean? It's on my Christmas list. I have um I got this just to play with it. It's ninety bucks. It's a Behringer USB device. Uh the M U M C four zero four HD four inputs. Um, and then the back has four outputs. It's actually pretty slick. The thing I like about it is it has insert channels. So if I ever want to have a USB device, have everybody on their own channel and use the DVX two eighty six. Now I've got an insert channel and I'm like, Ooh, that's now, now you've piqued my interest. The only thing is I plug this in cause I had a client. They're like, I bought one of these. How do I use it? I'm like, ah, now I got Now I have to, I have to go buy it, right? Somebody came in, put a gun to my head and said, Dave, buy it. It's true. It's true. Uh, you have to, but it really got the credit card. Well, there's not much to it, but I did find that with the RE three twenty, it's, it's, uh, it's almost all the way up to get this to clip. Right. So, uh, and then of course, any amp, that's really the true test. When you get up to like, you know, if it goes to 12 and you're on 11, you're like, mm, okay, because it starts to get a little hissy. And I was like, huh, hmm. so I'll have to test. I've got this. And then I got the, um, this was sent to me from Focusrite because I, when they said, we want to sponsor your show, I said, well, then I've got to play with your stuff. And yeah. they went, okay. And I went, oh, oh doggone it. I should have asked for Easy for them. I, Easy for them. I, I should have asked for an 818, not a 2i2. Uh, well, you're not going to use that, Dave. No. No. Come on. I <laughs> my goal is I, I know. My goal Bigger is, is not always better. I yeah. mean, it sometimes is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A goal this weekend, and I've said this for literally a month, is to clean up my apartment. And that's one of the things I want to do. Um you need to have a garage sale. I, I need to. I really do. Because uh sure. what's what's up with the woman I'll in the two? Tell her to settle down. Yeah. It'll be okay. <laughs> no, I don't want my flash briefing. <laughs> Alexa, stop. Love listening to podcasts. <sighs> 
<laughs> she wants to know if I want to listen to podcasts. Alexa, stop. Thank you. Okay, let's mute. That's so great. Woman, At least she's not tied in. Mine's tied into the soundboard here, so if she goes yeah. off. Well, normally she would be, but I had to unplug it, and I have, you know, because of the technical thing. So um, it appears to be, that's going to be the other great question. Ross asks, is this thing portable? Uh, does it have a spec on how big it is? It, yeah, it, there's a picture. Uh, in, if you go to their website, so if you go to road.com slash roadcaster pro, they got a picture of it on a table with somebody. So I'd imagine it's about the size of a small mixer. Yeah, I'm yeah. Lo- I'm looking for specifications. Portable, here. yes, like totally portable. Yeah, it it's definitely they have it in a weird spot on the picture. They have it in a weird spot on the table, but definitely a um uh, definitely portable. I would I would get its own case. Yeah, I'm gonna say if I was getting something like this, I'd get a Pelican case or something like that for it. Yeah, there's that's a whole other thing I was looking at. There's cases for the the mix pre, and there's some really I mean I've known about these because I used them, but. They, they've come to where they make them better and smaller is like just microphone cases. If you're going someplace and you're, you're dragging for, cause seriously mine, I threw in a bag and the only thing I used to like soften the punch was the cables. I'm like, put a bunch of cables in threw the microphones on them, then threw cables. I'm like, that's not the way to, to, to do that. Uh, but this is uh I would officially, what do you think, Jim? Is this the new bright, shiny thing? I think it's going to be. Yeah, this this I think, I think so. I'm like it's it's a matter of how if it's built out of plastic, mm, and I 600 bucks that thing cannot because the thing I just no. held up for 90 bucks was made out of metal. So It doesn't look that way. It doesn't yeah. look plasticky. Yeah, so the pictures. Um the question is See my whole thing with the pads to me it, it, is this going to inspire people to do things live? And I guess if it's recording everything on its own track that's fine because that's where you know, if I'm sitting here talking and I, I don't know, I go to move my iPad and all of a sudden in the middle of my show, I just, you know, oh, you can't hear that dog on it, but I start playing the music. Yeah. I'm like, oh crap. You know, um, now I've got to go back and fix that. So if somebody accidentally hits the button or the, the, I've always said live is cool, uh, because, but a, all the time you save because the people are like, oh, yeah, when you're done, you're done. And I'm like, mm, hold on, because like I said, what if you made a mistake? Or B, the time you spend in post-production, you now stand in pre-production to make sure all your volumes are right and things of that nature. So, um, But it's cool. It's got, a, it's got a big red record button. That's what I like about it. Big red record. Speaking of that, did you push record on the? I did. Oh, nice. Okay, good. Yeah, big red record button. Uh, so you don't, you know, it's one of those kinds of things. Hey, the, don't don't forget to hit the record. Actually, you know button. what? I actually you? looked over. I did not. <laughs> That's why my face is turning red. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Well, I yes. had so yeah. So we have it. How how's our levels on Mixler's Jim good? Went, I might I might yeah. I think. Yeah. Don't you win something when we do that? It's, I do. I do. I guess it's a, a school pipe. T-shirt, I think, that's, is what I, I get credit towards the T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I looked over and like every, because I even went through the hassle of making sure I'm not recording channels three and four. It's just you, channel three. And then I never hit record. That's what super, I get. Yeah. super, We're too- super, super funny. Hey, let's talk about Pandora real quick, because I think yeah. uh, that that's a that's pretty appropriate. They decide they're going to jump in. Ross had just asked me for my my 20. 19 is that next year 2019 predictions you know ross always puts mm-hmm. together a really nice prediction show um at the end of the year and he asked me about my predictions i won't spoil it and say what my prediction was but you know pandora is jumping in i think jumping in a little late uh on this on this piece and i'm just not sure pandora is the platform even though they're like in a genome the podcast space right i think it's so different than music dave that i i'm, I'm not convinced it'll work like I don't, I don't see any reason, especially with the long form podcasts. Like, you know, so okay, I just got done listening to an hour long podcast. Is it going to serve me up another one? And is that what I'm looking for? And I don't know your thoughts on on Pandora. I'm I'm a little skeptical. I think the reason, and there was a great article on in Rolling Stone about is podcasting going to save Spotify, and the reason, unless of course you're Amy Schumer, uh, you can get my podcast for free. And throw it on your platform and hope that brings over more people that actually pay for your service. I did not realize that Pandora, you can pay five bucks and get rid of the ads. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's been that way for a long time. Why have I not been doing that? Because I sit through the ads on Pandora. I will say this, that since their announcement, I've listened to at least three times more Pandora, Pandora, 
Pantera. That's a whole other thing. Pandora. <laughs> like um, that band too. Like that. Yeah, band. exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've listened to more Pandora than I have in the last month since this has been announced than I have in probably, I mean, this, I listen to Pandora when, and this is the whole thing. It's a lean back experience, right? Mm-hmm. So when I'm working on an article for something or whatever, that I just want quiet music to help me notice that my ears aren't ringing like a fire alarm, uh, <laughs> which is what happens all the time. Yeah. And um, just something that's not distracting, which is hard for me to do. Cause like if it's classical guitar, well, then I'll start listening. I'm like, wait, how's he doing that? So it's really hard for me to find non-distracting music because I can't do the white noise thing where it's just like, mm, like it's just droning, like it's weird. So I like that. And I like the fact that they help me find on occasion new music. But I'm with you. I think it's going to be because for me, I use Spotify. I use Spotify this morning. I woke up. I wanted to hear some Queen stuff because I went and saw the Queen movie last night. And I'm like, I got to hear Prophet song. Boom, boom. That kind of fits podcasting more because I want to listen to this now. And while Spotify can be very much sit back, they have some really cool options where they suggest songs for me and things like that. I don't know. I'll be interested to see. A lot of it's going to be about this whole genome thing. Like how, cause they, I forget, we were talking about this on the podcasters roundtable and somebody said there's an article and they're like, it's like 150 checkpoints that they're going through. And I'm like, okay, that could be interesting. Yeah. But what, like, yeah. what are those, if it's, is it based on listening? Is it based on people thumbing it up or thumbing it down? You know, again, yeah. an easy thing to do for a three minute song, not and I think a, a totally different listening expectation. I think. Most of it is planned. Like when, when we come to podcast listening, it's a very planned experience. I'm downloading it. We talked about this in the beginning of the show. It's the time of the week. It's Monday morning. I'm in, on my way into work. I'm putting on school of podcasting. That's what I do. Those are the things. And now, so every Monday now, I have my commute doubled for Mondays because I go, I drive to Lincoln every day or every Monday. So now I'm okay. It's, it's school of podcasting and it's windows observer podcast. Those are the two podcasts that get me to Lincoln and back. It's very planned. Pandora is a very kind of hit or miss experience as far as like, or finding new things. And I just, I don't, again, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be the right mix. Now, if they become another podcast app, in other words, if they divide those out into a podcast section and it gives you a chance to subscribe and do some things and manage it. Yeah. Maybe the Pandora, uh, somebody had asked in the chat room, what's the demographics? Pandora's demographics are much older. Like it, this is, there is a, there is definitely a Pandora generation, right? We had Pirate Bay and what was the, what was the one where we were pirating music before? Oh, man. Um, um, uh, uh, why can't, why can't I remember Metallica that? Metallica hated them. Um, Napster. Napster. Yeah. What so do we, I had win? The, we had, <laughs> We had the Napster generation, right, where we were stealing music, and then Apple came along and sold it, and Pandora came along and said, okay, if you don't want to pay for it, you can, we'll give it to you, we'll serve it to you like a radio station. And there's a whole generation, uh, I mean, Pandora's got 100 million users, and many of them are paid. So yeah. it's no small audience, and, and, and trust me, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with. But it, it is, th- that demographic's a little bit older, I think, than the Spotify demographic, and that actually could work. Actually, that could work into podcasters' favor. I just, I think, here's the deal. I, well, yeah, I, I think this Pandora is going to struggle to get this actually working. It'll be interesting to see where they um, they go with it. I applaud them for trying. Thank yeah. you know, I don't, I don't. These folks like Google and 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 finally and uh, Pandora. At least they're trying, right? We should applaud them for that. I don't think. Uh- Pandora or Spotify is actually making money yet. I don't think they're, but obviously they're making money. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It would be tough to think that, I mean, Pandora's been around a while. It would be tough to think they've made it this long without turning some kind of profit on that thing. Yeah. You know, eventually, eventually people have to make money. You would think, you know, Craig uh, um, in the chat room from Inglaise podcast, 20% of his audience is on Spotify. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm all for it if it brings me another 3%. Because over the past, like Stitcher, I get 3%. You know, I get another X percent on this app. I guess my whole thing is, I hope this, like when I hear people are, you know, listening to my podcast on Spotify, I wish we could figure out, are those new listeners 
or those people that used to listen to in Apple podcast and now they're listening in Spotify. Um, I think that's another play why Pandora is doing this because Spotify did. They're trying to like, you know, because if you think about Apple podcasts, their Apple music, well, they've already got a podcast thing on the Apple side. They've had one for a while, you know, and now uh, Spotify comes in um, and now Pandora, yeah, is now owned by Sirius XM. So that'll be interesting to see. I didn't realize the, there's a new movie on Amazon starring Julia Roberts called Homecoming. I did not realize that was started as a podcast. So Mm. it'll be interesting to see as these companies kind of buy each other, Sirius and and Pandora and things like that. But I'm open. I mean, if you think about it, we're looking at, what, 14 days till December, and that's when the beta is supposed to start. And I can't wait till I can open up my app because this is only on the phone. The other thing I didn't realize, Pandora is only in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just U.S. only. So I can't wait till I can open up my phone because uh, I'm in the beta group so and find the school of podcasting in Pandora and see what it looks like, see what it does. So we can actually start talking about, okay, here's what it does. I do know as of November 17th, um, at least at this point, hopefully they keep doing this. It's a pass through. They're not going to host our files. So I'm like, hallelujah. Yeah. We'll get better stats that way. Yeah. For I'll, sure. I'll, I, I don't think it, Dave, I don't think it's. I don't, I'm not sure it's such an audience, you know, I don't think you add a lot to your audience with it, but I do get people who are listening other ways, like, and then they'll say, you know what, this would be way more convenient if it was in Spotify, because that's where I live. Or in this case, I listen to a lot of Pandora. Can I, can can I get it there? I think it's a it's more retention of your audience than it is addition to right. the audience. Now, folks will find it. That's going to happen with the, with the millions of users doing that's going to happen. But I frequently now on the Gallup side get comments or questions from our listeners who say, hey, are you on Spotify yet? We just added it to Spotify a couple weeks ago. So I I think it's a retention deal. And we continue to, I think we need to be on the platforms to make it easy for our users who are listeners who are in those spaces to be able to get it that way. Yeah, I'm with you because I don't want people to go, oh, I listen to podcasts on blank whatever. And if you're not there, cause I realize half my shows are not in Spotify and that's the thing that always gets me. I want to, for some reason I'm thinking they it's 7%. I'd have to think back what Rob said on the feed, but I think it was like, they're, they're like 7% where, you know, the other one, which puts them, that's weird. 7% gives you the number two spot, but um, it'll, it'll be interesting to, to see, but I haven't, they're, they're at 7% with a ton of us haven't put our show on Spotify yet. Because I realize I think the only thing that's in Spotify right now is the School of Podcasting, mm. and I I tried their own portal, and I put I think the Six Shooter Show in there. So I need to. That's something I need to. You know, yeah, just drop them. It's super easy yeah, to get in to Spotify now. Yeah, and I mean, if you're in yeah. Libsyn, you don't have to do anything. You just fill out the form, and when you check Allow, it submits you automatically. It's the only uh, destination in Libsyn that automatically will submit your stuff to to their platform. We try to do yeah. that on everyone, but you can't. And apparently they were smart enough to do that. The other thing I think it's funny about Spotify is they say, if you submit using their portal, you get daily updates. And if you're a person on Libsyn daily updates by daily, they mean every three or four days. And I'm like, I'll be interested to see if that's the case in their own portal. Cause right now their API is well, number one, their API doesn't have all the stats. So if you sign up on their portal, you get, I think, demographic stats, whereas if you're using Libsyn or Blueberry or any of these other companies that are able to tie into their API, their API doesn't have all the stats. And I'm like, why do you keep pooping on the people that are promoting your service? It seems kind of odd, but I'll be interested. I'm excited. I mean, we're like I said, two weeks, we'll we'll have a whole lot more about this. I don't think people, I get that question asked all a lot, like, what's the next big thing in podcasting? And I'm like, I think it's just going to keep growing the way it is. I did have somebody for the first time ever. Uh, contact me this week and said, Hey Dave, I'm having problem with the Alexa skill with, for the school of podcasting. If you ask the woman in the tube to enable the school of podcasting, it's a pretty cool app. It's a skill that Libsyn made, which also, again, is this close to being released to everybody. And, um, for whatever reason, when they would ask her to resume, she, I somehow would say, oops, for lack of a better phrase. So, um, I need to contact her again and go, did you get that to work? I don't know if you have to uninstall or disable and re-able, but just the fact that somebody was listening to the school podcasting on a smart speaker, I was like, well, all right, somebody's listening to this. So I don't, 
you know, I'm not sure that's going to be the answer to everything either. I don't know that, you know, we're ever going to have this giant golden switch. I mean, we had Saturday Night Live did another parody of podcasting, which didn't exactly point us in the perfect light again. It's always it's always interesting when they talk about podcasts. It's always like, you know, literally Binky and the Wiz and, you know, the one guy had a show about peeing on people. You know, and they're all they the one award was who can do the most abrupt cut to a advertisement. So it was kind of like, you know, it was just like, all right, here we go. It's the podcast guys and they're wacky and they're they're not very good, you know, and it's, you know, but the, I do love I forget the uh, Cecily something. She does a great Sarah Koenig. So if you haven't seen that, just look for the potties on uh on uh, YouTube and you'll find it. So Jim, you are sharing your screen. What do we've got? Well, this, these are the Spotify stats, uh, ah. which I haven't looked at since I uh, jumped out there, you know, so I threw home gadget geeks on there. Um, not wildly popular on, <laughs> on Spotify, 47 starts, 10 streams, 35 listeners and two follows. You do get some interesting starts and streams, which, ah. you know, as you get older, sometimes that's a problem. So it's okay. <laughs> you can get more. Wait, and starts then, and streams. Now what's, what's what? Uh, I think uh, there got to okay. be some, yeah. Yeah. Some so. definition around one is somebody clicked on the play button and then streams has got to have some kind of, yeah, they listen for X amount of time, uh, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Some listener stats here. Some follows. I've had two follows in there. But look at my gender. <laughs> 89% men, 11% female. Yeah, I know. I'm working on it. And then age. Here's there's my age demographic. There you go. Um, 35. I always say 35 60, to 55. 60 to 150. <laughs> they they wanted a future-proof that, day. I they think knew so. Ro- robots were coming. And so they were like, yeah, let's just go to 150. Just in case. Number one, Philippines for me. I'm popular in the Philippines. That's a head scratcher. Apparently. Okay. Well, it could be, it could be that Spotify is way more popular in the Philippines for say. the audience that I listen to. And I have not done a big advertisement on my show to say, Hey, we're now available on Spotify. Well, you do, know? do they give, is that all the stats? Do they show a breakdown of, um, iOS? That would be awesome if they no. show. Oh, no. see, that's the no, stat. That's I all want. I get. Yeah. Uh, that's all I get. No zero to 17, no 18 to 22. Apparently I'm not very popular with the kids. Nah, they're, they're busy making their own technology. They don't want to hear um, about yours. <laughs> they're inventing the things that you're talking they, about. They are inventing the internet. Uh, here's our other show, um, cyber frontiers. And let's see if I get some audience, get some audience stats there. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a nice looking, uh, portal. Yeah. Um, hey, this one is actually nerdier, and it's sixty forty. It's because the audience is smaller. But um, Ireland number one for me there. So See, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. It's small. It's because it's a small. It's a really really small data set. Yes. So. so so for anyone using Blueberry or Libsyn or whoever else that has submitted your show to Spotify, as soon as Spotify makes those demographics available, you'll have them in your you know your dashboard there as well. Uh, but right now we're all like, hey. Spotify, come on, come here, come here, give me those stats. And they're like, uh, yeah, we need to update our API. I'm like, yeah, yeah, exactly. How about you update your your API? That would be uh, that would be awesome. But so far, uh, not so much. So, uh, but as we start to to wind things up, holy cow, that was a quick hour. Um, I know it goes fast. So it's great to be back. Thanks, thanks, Super Joe, for filling in for me last week. And and uh, it's good to be back. We got through six weeks of training these these students and we had some dynamite projects so uh, it was great but it's great to be back in the chair dave Good yeah to it's here. great to have you back and uh i don't i'm not going anywhere for the rest of the year you got anything coming up or uh I, I, i'll have one date in december we get the kids back together but other for all intents and purposes we'll be here on saturdays excellent so uh we are here every saturday ask the podcast slash live if you have any questions we do have a button on the right hand side uh, you'll see where it says uh, click to call, and that allows you to give us a voicemail. And hopefully by next week, I'll have my iPad jingle back up and running. And so I won't be – that was a that was a fun surprise because it just seemed like everything I was touching this morning was like, oh, that's not working. I had Skype. I had been on an interview last night and wasn't on a call, but because I had Skype open, Google Hangout would not let me use my camera. 
And I'm like, what? So then I had Camtasia open. I'm like, maybe I was trying to like, I'm closing all these apps. I'm like, which I shouldn't have had open in the first place. But I'm like, why can I not use my camera? So finally, when I closed Skype, I'm like, of course it was Skype. So that's always fun. Um, on the School of Podcasting this week, I have an interview with Kathy Heller. Uh, it's an inter- You might say, wait, why is she on the School of Podcasting? Because she's making a living as a musician. But how she did it, you could easily take that strategy and put it into podcasting. Jim, what's coming up on TheAverageGuy.tv? We did a big Black Friday episode. So if you're into Ooh. if you're into sales and you're into gadgets, you want to get it. The big back big Black Friday episode is out. TheAverageGuy.tv. Awesome. We'll stick around for some post show. Uh, we might show a new feature in Libsyn or whatever else. Of course, you want to talk about. But thanks for sticking around. 